0: Today at K-Low's Church, we want to say Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year!
1: to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Jeeva. And I'm Amrita. Kalos means beautiful in Greek. And our prayer is that you'd experience the beauty of Jesus today. Right now, people are meeting in online services and in house gatherings. And uh, no matter how you're getting your content, if you want to be part of our community, please hit like and subscribe. Follow us on social media or click the link to find a house gathering today.
0: Yes, we're so thankful that you're joining us today. Mm-hmm. And before Pastor Pradeep and preaches an incredible Woo-hoo! word, I want to let you know that we have a huge announcement Mm -hmm. to make that we're very excited Uh about. And that is that we're excited that Kalo's Church is finalizing a contract with the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Bellevue to meet safely back in person for what we're calling watch parties. What is a watch party?
1: Well, a watch party is where we're going to get together, most likely at the Hilton Garden Inn, and we're going to put our service, our digital service, up on our projector screens. We're going to meet in round tables. We're going to have table discussions, but we're going to meet in person. We're going to be able to have like small talk and and just fill our souls like just with each other in this community. Mm -hmm. And this is totally optional, no matter if you want to join us online or in person. It's going to be the same exact service. And now, Governor. Inslee, he, he has made it possible for churches to gather, and we are told by the governor he's recommending like 200 yeah. or less or 25% of the capacity. We are staying way below that, still out of an abundance of caution. We're going to have masks, we're going to have temperature checks we're going to do all of that to make sure we are safe but we are ready to take a bold step yeah. forward to make known the beauty of jesus together in a person in additional to our online services yeah. and yeah. it's going to be so good especially for those of us in our community who have struggled with like you know weak internet connections yeah. things like that i just believe that this is going to be a huge blessing in our mission in our community and in our 2021
0: what we want you to know is that we believe that it's so important that you stay connected mm-hmm. to the church to a christian yeah. community and whether you are online or you feel comfortable coming to these watch parties we want you to know that it's vital for yeah. your spiritual growth to be a part of the local church mm-hmm. and so we encourage you to commit whatever that looks like for you whatever mm-hmm. you feel safe doing We're, we are providing those options And for those of you that are watching online or would feel more comfortable staying home watching online, we want you to know that as a staff and as pastors, we are committed to continuing to create an online experience that includes you, that Mm -hmm. makes you feel like you belong as well. And for people that feel comfortable coming to watch parties, we want you to know that we believe it's going to be a great time together to be together in this physical location. Next week, we are hosting our Unveil service and we're gonna be doing this online, mm-hmm. but we wanna open it up in that time for you to ask questions. Maybe you have concerns, maybe you have questions about the next step that Kalos yeah. is taking. But next week is the time for you to come online. You can get the link on our Kalos Facebook page on for Zoom, and we're just gonna be talking about this next step. We're so excited about what guy's gonna do in 2021 as we all stay unified together as a church. Let's pray about all of this.
1: Dear Father, thank you for the chance to have vision for 2021. 2020 was so crazy, but Lord, you you have given us hope. You've given us power. You've given us strength to move forward in this year. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us reach more people online and in person, that you give us wisdom and favor and safety as we walk in unity. And, Lord, I just pray no matter what we're doing as a church member, that if we're in person or online, I pray that we would together walk as one church for your glory. Amen. We pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, without further ado, Pastor Pradeepin is going to launch our brand new series called Christian Disciplines.
1: Well, we are starting a brand new series today in 2021, more like 2020 done, am I right? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Last
1: year was 2020, but don't forget the year after this is 2022, get it? All right, anyways, I want to launch this Christian Discipline Series with an understanding of disciples. Mm-hmm. After all, disciple and discipline come from the same root word, desire to learn from. Jesus called us to be disciples. The greatest commission Jesus gave the disciples was to make more disciples. Yeah. Like in Matthew 28, it says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all Mm. nations. Mm. So disciple is a big word, right, for the Christian faith. The word disciple is used more than 260 times in the scripture. In fact, the the word Christian is only used like three times, and there are Rich disciples, poor disciples, there are male disciples, there are female disciples. And uh, sometimes we think that Jesus only had 12 disciples, Mm. right? But guess what? He had more than 12. Mm. Don't believe me? Read this scripture. Matthew 27, 57. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who is also a disciple of Jesus, Boom! Take that, Aretha. There are more disciples than the original 12. The problem with this is disciple is a big deal, but most of us don't know what a disciple is. Yeah. I mean, even as I've asked different leaders and yeah. people, if you ask for a definition of disciple from 10, 10 different people, yeah. you get like 10 different definitions. And I, I think this is a huge problem since we are called to make disciples as disciples of Jesus. And chances are, if you would have met a follower of Jesus in Bible times, they wouldn't have called themselves Christians. They would have called themselves disciples. Mm. So in this series, we're going to be learning about Christian disciplines to help us be disciples of Jesus. We've learned a lot from resources like the Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster and the Spirit of Discipline by Dallas Willard and Practicing the Way. And we're excited to share these resources with you all and be a practical help in our 2021 walk with God. And Disclaimer, before we move any further, I know some of us, when we mention the word discipline, we're already cringing inside. (laughs) We're like, ah, just more shame and something on my to-do list that I'm going to fail at. But we want this series to be empowering, not condemning, and we really believe it will be. If it helps, replace the word discipline with the word self-care. Because Christian disciplines are tools that help us to be spiritually healthy and alive. Like if I said, take a day off the week, you know, every week to, to rest and rejuvenate, you wouldn't carry that as a burden. You'd be like, that's self-care. All right, take a day after rest. Well, guess what? That's a spiritual discipline called the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, reading the Bible, praying, fasting, and resting, it's not just for duty or for us to avoid shame and be good perfect little christians they actually help us care for our souls Mm. and after 2020 i think we need that in this new year and so i'm so excited about this series you know when i i think about disciples in modern day for some reason i always think about the movie from the 80s i think called the karate kid it's this kid he moves to like new jersey or something his name is daniel and starts getting bullied and beat up and then i think his mom connects him with someone named Mr. Miyagi and says teach my kid how to how to fight in the ways of karate mm-hmm. and so he takes him on and and daniel he's called daniel's son he he goes and learns and says hey i want to fight teach me how to fight i'm i ready. And so Mr. Miyagi brings him to his like backyard and says, hey, I want you to to wax the car, wax on, wax off. I want you to the paint the fence. I want you to sand the deck. And, and so Daniel does this for a couple of days. You know, he's just this good little student. But after like a long time, he's like, what? You're just having me do chores. Yeah. Like I came here to learn how to fight. Why am I doing yeah. all of these things? Uh, Chore, and then uh, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi says, "Like not everything is as it seems, Danielson." And so he he sets him aside, sees this frustration, and so Mr. Miyagi he throws a punch, and he says, "Do the motion for wax on." And then Danielson blocks the punch while doing the motion for wax on, and then he he kicks, and he says, uh, "Sand the deck." And then Danielson he. He blocks the kick. Yeah. And then Daniel realizes that the seemingly insignificant disciplines mm. that he was doing in cleaning the backyard were preparing him yeah. for the disciplines of karate. I think the same reality happens to us in our faith. In fact, it reminds me of John 13:7, where Jesus replied, You don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. You know, I, I think in modern day Christianity. Sometimes we're we're painted this false dichotomy of who Jesus is. We're we're forced to choose between Jesus as savior, Mm. you know, this supernatural person who heals us from a spiritual life, forgives our sins, but doesn't really give us a practical new way to walk in this world. And we have to choose between that Jesus as savior or Jesus as teacher who's maybe just a good moral philosopher, has some great sayings and thoughts on how we should have to live, but he's not supernatural. He's just uh, a teacher like any one of us. Mm. But the thing is, as we read in scripture, Jesus is both supernatural Mm -hmm. savior and a very practical teacher teaching us how to be fully human. And in American Christianity, I think we're more comfortable with the savior idea. I want, I want Jesus to, to save me from my sins, save me from my mistakes, save me from my past, but I don't want to live according to his teachings. I don't want to adjust my life to his word and his way, but Jesus is a great teacher. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in the idea of mr miyagi and disciplines and learning how to spiritually fight learning how to be fully human disciplines are so important so so what is a disciple mm-hmm. i can imagine that the original 12 disciples they wanted to ask jesus the same question because they're getting some intense statements from him yeah. whenever the idea of a disciple came up like Luke 14, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. All right, Jesus, but like, what is a disciple? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. All right. Jesus, but what what is it? By this, my father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. All right, Jesus, what is a disciple? If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Like, wow, Jesus, that is really an intense statement. To be a disciple, you have to hate your wife, your parents, your children, and your own life. And so... Let's let's demystify this a little bit. What does it mean to be a disciple? How can we explain this? Well, first thing I want to share with this whole concept is this. A disciple is like an apprentice. Mm. It's uh, someone who's learning skills, a trade, someone who is a pupil. You know, Jesus did not make the word disciple up. Uh, you know, it had been used for hundreds of years. In the, the Jewish ways, there is rabbis and disciples. The teacher would teach his disciples in their ways. Plato and Aristotle, you know, Greek philosophers, they had disciples, and they actually used the Greek word for disciples, which was methotes. I'm probably saying that horribly wrong, but it was basically a learner, a pupil, a student, someone who was trying to learn the disciplines of their teacher, mm-hmm. learn their words, learn their ways, pick up their craft, pick up their skills. And and one of the things that I think that we've done in Christianity is called Ourselves Christians. And that has been kind of a disservice because there's not really one definition of Christian. Mm. You know, you can say this person's a Christian, but this person isn't a Christian. And people are like all over the board with their different definitions. But when you actually break down the word disciple in its historical context, in the scriptural context, it's actually easily definable. And uh, that's what we want to do with this. You know, we have understandings of apprenticeship. When it comes to, you know, people going on the road to become a doctor, you know, you have to graduate high school, you have to do your undergrad, your pre-med, then your med school, you do your residency, you take your boards, and it can be like a 10 to 14 year practice to become a doctor or like learning karate or some of these uh, martial arts, you know, that there's like a, you know, a white belt all the way to a black belt. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to dedicate yourself to this lifestyle of learning. But when it comes to Christianity and trying to walk in a brand new kingdom, become more like Jesus, we think we can just be kind of chill and relaxed and we'll be disciples. Well, I, I think we are supposed to pick up the practices that the early followers of Jesus yeah. in Bible times would have understood. You know, there's a pattern for apprenticeship. Maybe you've heard about this, but usually there's five steps. The first one is I do you watch, we talk. Then it's I do, you help, we talk. Then it's you do, I help, we talk. And then fourth, you do, I watch, we talk. And then you do, and someone else watches. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, it starts off, you don't know at all how to do this. So you're assisting me all the way to, I'm just like hands off watching you do it. It's because you've picked up this Skill, yeah, and mm. you know, I, I think the idea of disciplines is something that we're afraid of in the church because we want to have grace, but then we wonder, why do we struggle so much when we're in hard times? It's because I don't think we've built up the discipline, the muscle, the the endurance that these tools will help us with. And so before we move into some of these practical disciplines, what then, all right, we have an understanding of the historical context of a disciple. So then, what then is a good definition of disciple? Well, Mm -hmm. here's something we wrote up. Disciples are those who choose to be with, become like, and build upon the work of Jesus. Let me say that again. Disciples are those who choose to be with, become like, and build upon the work of Jesus. Now, is that who you are? Because becoming like Jesus is way harder than just liking Jesus. Yeah. It's way harder. Yeah. You know, the, the original disciples with Jesus, they spent three years with him. They didn't have the written New Testament Bible like we do. They didn't have podcasts. They didn't have a YouTube channel. They didn't even have a Christian church, if I can use that term. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, after th- three years with them, training them, teaching them, spending time with him he trusts them enough to leave the entire church in their hands Mm. with no plan b Mm -hmm. and i I just think that's amazing because i know in my life you know i've been christian for more than half of my life right now Mm. but we can go like five ten years of learning and being in church or sitting in seats and still not feel like we know how to read our bible yeah we still don't know how to Pray. We don't know how to lead people to Christ. We don't know how to make disciples. And I think that's because we don't see ourselves in this biblical historical context as disciples. People who are going to learn the ways, the words of Jesus, be with him, become more like him and build on his work. And I just think it's amazing, especially when you consider that the original disciples were most likely teenagers. Yeah. And the church that they have built on the works of Jesus has still lasted to this day. That is crazy. And so so disciples, they see themselves as people who who want to learn. And so becoming a full disciple of Jesus is not the end goal of our lives. Mm -hmm. It's the starting goal. Mm -hmm. It's saying, I want to learn. Mm -hmm. I want to understand. You know, I've been so inspired in this, pandemic season uh, by the Carlsons. You know, Amy is our kids director and Tori has been running our engagement and crash course program and meet and greet and just an amazing family. And uh, they decided to learn new skills. Tori decided, I want to release a rap album. And so he has bought like a MIDI keyboard and he's learned how to use GarageBand and he's learned how to rap and record and sing. And he has been obsessed with learning it. Yeah, and yeah. it's awesome. He yeah. actually has songs because he's taken the mindset of a disciple. I'm going to do whatever it takes to learn it. And in the beginning of our digital services, Amy, who runs our kids program, realized I need to make a kids video to help our kilos kids. And yeah. so she said, you know what, I'm going to put on the mindset of a disciple, and I'm just going to learn how to record and edit videos and load them onto youtube so that i can help our kids still have an encounter with the gospel and i'm just like awesome wow that that's incredible there are some people who like say their whole lives i'm going to learn these skills and they just put it off and put it off and put it off And, and just like in a matter of weeks and moments they said We're going to do whatever it takes to learn this. And I think that's the mindset of a disciple. You know, they picked my brain, video editing skills. They picked other people's brains. And so this is what we're called to be as followers of Jesus. Disciple is a noun. It's something you are or you aren't. Mm -hmm. And the good news about that is that Jesus is inviting all of us to become disciples in 2021. In Matthew 4, 19, I like this call to being disciples that Jesus gives the original disciples. And it's kind of a template we can follow. It says in Matthew 4, and he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so Jesus says, hey, uh, follow me. So he asks ask them to start following. And then he says, and I will make you. And so that's the process of forming. And then he says, fishers of men. I'm going to make you people who can be part of my fishing expedition mm. to bring people into the kingdom so you yeah. see following forming and fishing mm. And as we have the mindset of a disciple we too will go through that process so so again i recap on our definition of what is a disciple disciples are those who choose to be with become like and build upon the work of jesus so the second thing i want to share with this is this whole idea of discipleship being a dirty word And discipline Mm. being a dirty word. Because it really isn't. Because disciples need disciplines. And disciples of Jesus, we are blessed to have the disciplines of Jesus. We are blessed to be able to walk in his path and his words and his ways. Because it it will help us become stronger when the throes of life try to take us down. In 1 Timothy, there's a scripture that kind of talks about the idea of training. And it relates to spiritual disciplines. It says, train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. When we become Christian, I don't know if you've been through this. You're like, I say yes to Jesus. I pray this prayer. Then someone's like, All right, go read the Book of John. You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, That is overwhelming. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to do this. And I, I think that's why it's our job as pastors. All of our jobs as disciples, called to make disciples, to create disciplines to help people train themselves in godliness like the scripture talks about. You know, a number of years ago, Amrith and I, we decided to run a marathon with no training. Mm -hmm. And we invited some friends to join us, you know, Andrew and Rachel, Jennings, they joined us. Mm -hmm. And because we ran that marathon with no training, we did 26.2 miles in 13 hours, (laughs) which... Is faster than one Olympic time, so bragging rights. But we, we have some friends. Their, their names are Ben and Debbie Block. They're actually the missionaries to Japan that we support. And I believe Debbie is still injured after that because we ran the 26.2. We ran every mile of it, but there was a lot of walking involved. And it pushed her too hard. Or Ben, I think Ben. I mean, ben. It was yeah. Ben. It, it, he still feels pain when he walks and runs, because we decided to go that amount of distance without any training. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I I feel like in our faith, we really feel guilty about being bad Christians. And some of us are a little hurt when it comes to the idea of disciplines and discipleship, Mm -hmm. because we feel like we failed or we feel like other people have failed us. Mm -hmm. They've, They've let us down. But the thing about disciplines, it's it's a process of building up spiritual strength mm. so that what seems impossible is now plausible. Mm. And so instead of as a Christian, when we mess up or feel like we're not doing good, we sometimes get this message, just try harder. Yeah. Just right. be a better Christian. And I think that's where the guilt and shame comes. Yeah. And that's why we want the series in Christian disciplines, because it replaces just try harder with, hey, let's train together Mm -hmm. because like instead of just running this marathon what we're going to do is we're going to run a mile today and then next week we're going to we're going to run two miles and then uh, on the third week we're going to push ourselves so by the time we run the marathon it's like oh i can do this yeah yeah i've built up to this i have strength and i don't know in christianity sometimes it just feels so overwhelming when we hear about ideas like forgiveness it's like hey uh you know, I know you've been abused by that person your whole life, but, you know, just forgive them. And you're like, ah, oh, that feels like a marathon right now. I don't know how I don't. I don't know if I'm ready to do that, or someone's like, hey, just stop being addicted to that. You're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna willpower yeah, my way right. into not being addicted to this. Hey, just be kinder. Just don't be angry, or hey, hey, you need to do all of this and this and this. And then we feel that burden and that mm-hmm. weight on us. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we as followers of Jesus need to stop putting the pressure on people to just willpower and try harder, but say, hey, let's train ourselves to godliness together with these spiritual disciplines because here's the reality practicing christianity takes practice Mm -hmm. to forgive to heal to fight those addictions to have life and life abundantly it takes practice we need help we need tools Mm -hmm. and so I believe that this series won't be a series of guilt, but a series of encouragement. Yeah. Let me read this quote for you. It says, A farmer is helpless to grow grain. All he can do is provide the right conditions for the growing of grain. He cultivates the ground. He plants the seed. He waters the plants. And then the natural forces of the earth take over, and up comes the grain. This is the way. A little reference to the Mandalorian, it sounds like. This is the way (laughs) it is with spiritual disciplines. They are a way of sowing to the spirit by themselves. The spiritual disciplines can do nothing. They can only get us to the place where something can be done. I love that. And so I want to emphasize this though, spiritual disciplines, they don't transform you, but they bring you to the one who does Mm. salvation is free. And so we're not trying to say you can be better a person than anybody else because you do these spiritual disciplines or God loves you more if you do them or God loves you less if you don't do them. Because salvation is a free gift. There's nothing we can do to lose or earn God's love. Salvation is free, but being a disciple costs us everything. You know, it is the way. And our whole goal with disciplines is to get into the presence of God. Because he does the heavy lifting in our work. He's the one who transforms us. It's not our willpower. And I think many of us become legalists or we carry this guilt when we think we're the ones that are transforming ourselves. Yeah. But it's not up to us, it's up to the grace of God. There's a term, you know, there's salvation is where God forgives us of our sins. He rescues us. There's another term called sanctification. And that's the process that God uses to cleanse us, to set us free, to make us more like him. Because when you become Christian, how many of you know, all your problems, all your old habits, they don't just disappear immediately. You go through a process of sanctification. Salvation is free sanctification is very costly and so the disciplines help us get into the presence of god and so we're going to be talking about things like prayer and fasting how do we study the bible how do we have silence and solitude rest the sabbath journaling confession forgiveness worship all of these kind of things how do we make disciples these are disciplines we can train you in During the series, and we believe it will be a tool so that you don't just try harder, but you can receive training. So having an abundantly life-filled reality with Jesus Christ doesn't seem impossible like a marathon anymore. It's plausible, Mm. and you have the training in godliness to do that. I know in my life there's so many times where I just have been in a funk or I felt depression or I felt overwhelming anger and the last thing i wanted to do was to have a thriving relationship with god mm. but then i was like all right just let's let's just pick up this prayer guide and let's just read it mm. and i'm like reluctantly doing it but by the end of it i'm refreshed yeah and it wasn't because oh, i'm such an amazing person it's because those were tools that ramped me into the presence of god mm-hmm. there have been times where i've just been weighed down with shame and then i, I i'm like all right i'm just gonna Try the tool of confession, and I'll call up a friend and say, "Hey, I'm really struggling in this area, or I really, I feel like I've let my family down, or someone down in this area." And just when I go through that spiritual discipline of confession, I feel like that that weight is lifted off of me, and I find myself refreshed. Yeah. And so we really want to get you into the presence of God with these spiritual disciplines. Let me share one last quote. The first and most basic thing we can and must do to keep God before our minds. This is the fundamental secret of caring for our souls. Our part in thus practicing the presence of God is to direct and redirect our minds constantly to Him. In the early time of our practicing, we may well be challenged by the burdensome habits of dwelling on things less than God. But these are habits, not the law of gravity, and can be broken. A new grace-filled habit will replace the former ones as we take intentional steps toward keeping God before us. Soon our minds will return to God as the needle of a compass constantly returns to the north. If God is the great longing of our souls, he will become the pole star of our inward beings. And so with this series on Christian disciplines, we want to invite you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And what a privilege to have the greatest teacher ever, the greatest master, God, apprentice us in his words and ways. It's truly a privilege. And Mm -hmm. even tomorrow, we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. Maybe this could be a spiritual discipline or spiritual self-care that could help you walk in a more abundant reality with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. I hope that you join us. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Dear Father, I thank you for Christian disciplines. And Lord, if there's any guilt or any fear, Mm -hmm. like I'm not good enough to do these disciplines or I don't want to start something I know I'm going to fail, Lord, I just pray that you would replace that with grace and give us peace as we start this year. And Lord, our whole goal is to be with you. We want your presence. We want more of you. We want to say in 2021, we seek first your kingdom your righteousness, and we pray that these tools would help us do exactly that. We pray in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and everybody said amen Amen. and amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and I know that not everybody here today is a follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and if you'd like to become a disciple, hey, would you pray these words with us? We're going to put them on the screen, and we're going to pray them all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Lord Lord Jesus, Jesus, I need need you. you. Thank Thank you for for dying on the the cross for me. me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen amen thank you so much for praying that prayer especially if you prayed that prayer for the first time please text the number on the screen so that we can connect with you and help you train in the ways of following jesus and being a disciple
0: yeah amen Well, thank you for launching this series. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about this. And I think it's going to be so rich for us in our life with Christ. Mm -hmm. And many of us are wanting to journey with God in in a real way. And I think that this series is going to help us do that. Well, we want to continue on with our service. And we want to give you an opportunity to worship God with your giving. Mm -hmm. And so as you give, I want you to know that God is changing lives at Kalos Church. He's touching people. I've been so moved that people have joined the church even through quarantine and have said, I'm still looking for a church family. I want you to hear this testimony of someone who did just that.
3: Happy New Year Kalos. Uh, My name is Josh Martin. I am a recent newcomer to the community and I've been with Kalos now for a couple months. Shortly before the birthday service, whenever that was, that's Tucker. Um, but yeah, just wanted to share a little bit about what God's been doing in my life. Um, obviously, one of the phrases that I heard first at Palos was, we're not just a friendly church, we're a church of friends. And I, especially coming from the backstory of what I was carrying at the time, uh, Christian community and intentionality were absent. And here at Palos, I found it. for most of 2020, I was without any type of Christian community uh, in my life, and it was hard. I mean, I know that we've all carried different trauma and different weights coming out of that year, um, but a lot of mine was a lack of community and honestly, the energy of meeting new people. I love forming connections, I love establishing, like, overlaps and realizing, like, what God's been doing in your life or what God's been doing in my life and how they overlap now. And what can God do from here? Like the, the bounds are limitless. And a little bit more about me, I've traveled a lot. I've done some pretty cool ministry things. And I was pretty used to being around all of that a lot. Um, see, I've always been different. I've been here for about five years and learning what that looks like in normal life is weird. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you, the Caleb's. Um, You guys, God's done immense things in my life just through the simple business of friendship. Um, so sure I really appreciate that.
0: Thank you so much for that awesome testimony. So Mm -hmm. good to hear how God Mm -hmm. is changing lives. Well, before you go, I have some really important announcements for you today. And that is, don't forget that next Sunday is our unveil service. It's going to be online. It's going to be at 7 p.m. We're going to just talk for about 30 minutes. This is the time for you to come ask questions about what's happening at Kalos Church. Mm -hmm. We're so excited. Also, tomorrow, Monday, The fast starts, my friends. This is such a rich time. I know some of us are like, oh, the fast. But I think that it's going to be a really incredible time to reset and to really go into this year having spent some really intentional time with Jesus. And one of the ways we talk about fasting at our church is that we say, this is a time to disconnect from the world, kind of disconnect from all the noise Mm -hmm. and really connect with Jesus, connect with God. There's many different ways to fast. For our family, we're doing no meats, no sweets. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've decided to go on a spending freeze. That's also part of our fast. Some people are fasting social media. Whatever that is, I encourage you to participate in this fast. I have always sensed that God's presence feels a bit closer. I'm able to get into a conversation with him and feel his spirit and have vision for my life. And I think that this is something that even as we do corporately as a church, God will really bless it as we head into 2021. On January 17th, we have two really important things happening. We start our watch parties that morning yeah. at two services. And we're going to do 9.45 and 11.30 like we used to do before quarantine. And then that evening, we are going to host a meet and greet. Again, it's going to be safe. We're going to be social distancing with masks. But those of you that are interested in joining our community, mm-hmm. that want to know more, want to come meet the staff, meet the pastors, we're going to be there live in person. Yeah. We'd love for you to join us that evening for meet and greet. And the last thing is this. Many of you are excited for small groups. And I want you to know that small groups are going to happen this season at Caleb's Church. But we decided to start them in February. Normally we start them in January. We're going to go ahead and make the transition mm-hmm. to our watch parties. And then we are going to launch them in February, if you're interested in becoming a small group leader, go ahead, click on the link here. We would love to get you uh, into that place of leadership so that you can Mm -hmm. lead small groups with us. Amen. Well, let me bless you before you go. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace in the name of Jesus.
2: The sound I love to hear is the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray. but we hear praises, he hears faith. people pray. people. praise